0: of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people. So today we have another episode. Um, also forgot to, I almost forgot to introduce myself. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> this happens every single time. Um, I'm Steph, your podcast host. I am the creator of Strip by Sia, also an exotic dancer, or I mean, at this point, former exotic dancer. I'm not sure if I'm going to be going back, but um. That's me, but um, we have a guest today by the name of Gypsy Ebony, who's joining Hi. us today. Hi. Say hello to the audience. Um, who hello. are? You? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's funny because like I think we have a couple of friends in common, and one of them was like, "Oh my god, you should, you have to interview, you have to interview Gypsy. She's super cool. She has a lot to say. She's super opinionated. So like, <laughs> and the, yeah, then basically I, I like. Messaged you on Instagram and like slid into your DMs, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, "Hi," <laughs> and then That's now, you, yeah, and now you're here. So, hi yeah. I don't know much about um, you, so I guess you can kind of like go into things, tell the audience who you are, what you do in your own words, define who you are. It's a big question. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, first
1: of all, thanks for speaking with me. Anytime. It's a really cool opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure. um So, yeah, my name's Ebony. I'm 22 years old from Vancouver. You're a baby. Um, <laughs> 22 I'm years a baby. Young.
0: Yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I guess just like you, I, I guess I can say
0: former stripper I don't really know if I'm going back after yeah yeah I'm not sure what's happening with that whole situation like it's almost been like nearly a year since <laughs> I've been booked it's like been a long time
1: <laughs> yeah it's kind of like at this point it's it, it's very odd even thinking about
0: going back yeah definitely and of course we really value our own safety and health more well, exactly then, okay. so yeah like for me, at least, like the, I like that's a lot more important, and of course, I don't want to affect anyone that I care about either. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, and luckily, we can like still make do from the comfort of our own bedroom, which is great, and honestly, like a lot better <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. So, <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Yeah, still still a lot of work though. I feel like it's almost like more work just creating all the content and filming and everything and you know, just constantly being on your phone or being on your laptop. So Yeah, totally. I feel like it's although it's like kind of more work,
1: I kinda needed that slap in the face to like <laughs> kind of make me more of a businesswoman and totally. And have more of a routine.
0: Mm, yeah, that's really important because, like, I feel like I just needed some more motivation as well. And and really, it's hard to stay motivated Yeah. in terms of, like, you know, trying to make your own hustle and make your own hustle successful and fruitful. So, <laughs> it yeah. sure is challenging. But, like, I guess, like, since I don't know much about you, I guess you were a former stripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so we're you doing more like VIP stage circuit. What kind? What kind of stripper? <laughs> <laughs> <So> whatever, kind? <laughs> uh, I was doing
1: VIP. I went on stage a
0: couple times, but for the most part, VIP. Okay, cool. And that's where all the money is anyway, so. Exactly. (laughs) Get on you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So how did you get into the whole industry? Because everyone has a different story. Everyone has different motivations. Like, where did did you come from? (laughs) How did you get introduced (laughs) to it? So, sex work and,
1: like, stripping in general has always been something that I've kind of been interested in. Okay. Um, and then, I think it was probably about, oh wait, I just had my year anniversary, so oh my it gosh. Was a little over a year ago. Congratulations. I, thank you. I had just, <laughs> <laughs> I was over having a regular boring restaurant job, and honestly, yes. the restaurant industry is kind of
0: toxic. In some ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm from a restaurant background, too, so I get you. Yeah. So I just,
1: I don't know. I walked into Granville Strip at the time, and I gave it a go, and then it kind of stuck with me. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> How is open yeah. Like, did you do an amateur night there, or were you just like, I'm going to try, like, VIPing?
1: Yeah, I honestly... I didn't know what was going to happen. I just walked in.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. And I was,
1: I was like, I want to work here. And the manager there was like, she told me to go buy my first pair of clear pleasers. Yes. And she said, come back tomorrow night and we'll get you all started. And <laughs> I just, did
0: that. Oh, my God. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And like the the gravel strip, we don't have a lot of dances on the podcast from the gravel strip, but it is beautiful in there. You got like 15 foot poles there. Gorgeous. Nice layout. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: really nice in there. I only worked there um, Mm -hmm. the first time I ever worked. And then I moved on. Yeah. I went to number five after that.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 We love the number five. Love it. (laughs) so fun okay so like did you have like any preference when you started to because like each club here in Vancouver is so different oh totally yeah (laughs) (laughs) how did you decide Um, like with the strip versus the five versus the penthouse versus brandies like
1: (laughs) honestly when I went to Granville strip I don't know I guess that was probably the closest club to my house at the time.
0: Okay, Comfort, okay. So that's,
1: yeah. And also, I, this is so embarrassing, but I've never been inside a strip club. What? Before (laughs) I went to audition. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, yeah, I kind of just didn't know what I was doing and I walked in and it just happened. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah i really like i really like the vibe of the five Mm -hmm. um and then also brandy's i was gonna start working there literally the day that they closed down
0: oh my gosh no for the pandemic (laughs) right uh okay so well (laughs) that's another thing too because that was recent in the news too so you're talking like recent like before the pandemic happened or like recently because they just closed down again because of COVID cases oh
1: before um the pandemic even happened so this is like four months
0: ago oh shit okay 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 damn because recently I'm sure you heard the news (laughs) I did (laughs) yeah I had so many people tagging me in there because I've also danced well one time at Brandy's for an amateur night but Like everyone is like, Did you hear about this? So (laughs) I think they were open for like three days too. Yeah, it was like a week and then shut down. That's crazy. Which is that's really unfortunate. I know. I think it's such a a missed opportunity and just really sad because, you know, things are starting to open up again. Us dancers can start working again. We all miss Mm -hmm. the stage, so it's like really sad and unfortunate situation for that to happen and so soon yeah which sucks so soon yeah so if you guys are listening now we're probably going to be airing this in a couple of weeks so it's almost July now but basically yeah Brandy's in Vancouver they got a couple well I'm not sure if they actually had confirmed cases of COVID there but they they had some suspected cases of COVID recently on like june 21 22 23 24 which is if you went you should go and if you're listening you should go probably get yourself checked out (laughs) so yeah (laughs) yeah seriously speaking like (laughs) please stop the spread yes please please wear a mask please (laughs) disinfect everything like do your part right be responsible yeah but um so like you had never been into like inside a strip club before. Like, <laughs> that's no. so crazy. How, did you have any kind of assumptions about it going into, like going into a club and visiting versus afterwards?
1: Not really. I think most of it was honestly just excitement. hmm Yeah. I don't know why I, I hadn't gone prior. <laughs> <laughs> I guess none of my friends would really go with me. I, I tend to hang around a lot of like um, gay men and a Fun. straight a straight uh, strip club really isn't their vibe. No.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so that's that's cool though. Like, cause I feel like sometimes people will have a lot of misconceptions and assumptions going into it. Lots of negative connotations in terms of like mm-hmm. strip clubs and exotic dancers and the type of work that we do. So yeah. yeah, like and sometimes like when you st- when you actually start dancing and you like cross that line, it, it's you form like a really really different opinion once you meet everyone and Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I was I was scared
1: going into it. I was nervous mainly just about the other girls, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, cuz I've I guess before I was in the industry, I heard that it can be competitive with mm-hmm. some girls could be like catty or whatever right um I luckily I don't think that's ever happened to me (laughs) I try and be like the really awkward friendly girl in the
0: dressing room (laughs) I think I fall into the same category as you yeah (laughs) like kind of like overly nice but like weird yeah Yeah, definitely people probably thought I was weird (laughs) I'd rather be weird than boring and normal, so... Exactly. <laughs> so, like, how was your first time dancing, working the floor? Like, how did you feel about that? Were you nervous at all?
1: I was nervous. I I think alcohol really helped the nerves at the time.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah, I, at Grumble Strip, it was... I had never danced at all. Like, I'm a very awkward, like, not, um, fluid okay. woman.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, I guess just pretty much learning how to dance on the spot was probably my biggest
0: issue. It's yeah, and it's hard. And, like, dancing in pleasers, too, which are super high. Oh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That was another story. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much like dancing in stilts if you're if we've never tried it before.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm 5'11, so wearing even the six-inch shoes, I'm towering over the men.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just like towering over them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. You're so tall. Yeah,
1: that that used to make me like insecure in the beginning, but now I just own it. Like I love I love wearing my
0: even my seven-inch heels. That's awesome. Yeah, And some guys are really into that, too. Just, like, very leggy and, like, long and, you know. Oh, yeah. Something for everyone, (laughs) right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, also, like, another aspect about you, bringing race into the picture.
1: Mm -hmm. You
0: also identify, obviously, as black. Yep. Yeah. Um, So,
1: I recently learned the term
0: Afro-Indigenous. Oh, okay.
1: Which is... Technically what I am, I'm mixed, Cherokee Indian, black, and white. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I I think I'm going to start going by Afro-Indigenous. I said that at the protest. Amazing. it kind of just has, like, a little ring to it.
0: Totally. And that's the first time I've heard of that term. So thank you for educating me and sharing that. Yeah. That's a cool term. Very cool term. (laughs) And obviously, like... How, how does race play a part in, in your identity and who you are, and even as a dancer, well, too?
1: Growing up, I it was kind of difficult because I grew up half in Toronto, half in Vancouver.
0: Okay, and so different and then, there, too. Yeah,
1: and especially as a, a young kid, Vancouver, I found, was more hard. Oh. Just because... There's not that many black people here, to be honest. Yeah, there's,
0: <laughs> there's not. Especially when you come from Toronto, there's
1: yeah. there, it's like a
0: lot more populated over there. There's more of like a sense of community.
1: Yeah. So always in Vancouver, I've always just felt, yeah, I guess just like a lack of community and belonging in that spectrum. Right. But yeah, in terms of like being at the club, I mean, there's always little things like people calling you the black girl, or I guess I'm more like mm. I don't know. It's a whole bunch of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. If you if you feel like sharing, like by all means, please do. And like if you want to talk about the topic of tokenism, because that is a very real thing, like please do. Mm-hmm. So like again, um, like there not being a lot of black people in Vancouver oftentimes you you will be like the token black girl at like a party or a gathering and stuff too like how does that make you feel it's kind of like I mean I am a token so
1: like yeah yeah, I don't know
0: it's just I guess I'm just used to it now okay and it doesn't have to be like a negative thing and I and mean, you could totally own it too, right? Which it sounds yeah. like you definitely do. So mm-hmm. it took a,
1: a couple of years of self love and just learning that not everywhere in the world is um, kind of the way that Vancouver is in the sense of there barely being any black people.
0: Yeah, there's, yeah, I know. Vancouver is like a special case, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, it's not as diversified as. Say Toronto in terms of the black community, like here, I would say we're really, we're pretty diverse culturally. I would say there's a lot of like Asian people, which is me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of us here, but like sometimes if there isn't like a huge um, presence, it it can make you feel a bit isolated. Have you ever felt like that? Yeah,
1: totally. Um, Even like this is a little on a smaller scale, but even when I go and get my hair done at places, mm. uh, it's always a challenge because I have half black hair and all of these salons don't really know how to
0: treat it. <laughs> deal with a little
1: bit of texture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also acting for a while oh, and okay. all the makeup artists on set don't know how to do makeup on... Like a light skinned girl, like it's,
0: right. it's a whole thing, <laughs> yeah. That's and that's crazy because I don't even think about that sometimes, too. But that is a re- very real thing, and in, in terms of, yeah, like, in terms of like colorism, too, like there's quite a spectrum mm-hmm. in, in terms of black, but also like other races as well. But totally, I wonder, like, on the topic of colorism, do you ever find that you're treated better because you, you're more, like, lighter-skinned at all? Yeah. What's that Yeah,
1: like? I, I do still have, I don't know if I can call it white privilege.
0: Yeah, or but like preferential because, treatment.
1: Yeah, because I'm not a dark-skinned black person, I definitely feel like I do have more privilege when people look at me differently, mm. um, which is ridiculous. I feel like regardless of what skin color you are, everyone should be looked at the same.
0: Definitely one hundred percent absolutely mm-hmm. but as as much as that is
1: very alive and real, I try and use that to further educate myself and other people mm-hmm. um, and yeah, not take advantage of it, i okay. guess
0: yeah, yeah, totally, and like of course, like that, you can definitely benefit from that too mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's a very, very challenging slash like very fine line to kind of dance around right so well i guess on the topic of that we can kind of move into the topic of blm black lives matter because this is a bonus episode on the black lives matter movement Rick, (laughs) i really wanted to highlight um some select black sex workers um within our circle here in Vancouver, but also elsewhere too so i had reached out to a couple people and I chose to do a couple episodes on this obviously because I was doing a COVID series before, but I really wanted to emphasize this movement just because I think it's a really good opportunity. But yeah, like, so like when I was wrapping up my COVID series, I already knew that I wanted to do a few episodes highlighting the black lives movement and also Mm -hmm. just having the opportunity to highlight some great black sex workers and, I had contacted you. I also contacted a couple other people. I interviewed I interviewed Kashai Gray last week and she's really right. great. Yeah, so I just really think it's a good opportunity, in my opinion, to to say something rather than be silent and complacent. Yes, of course. Yeah. So for me it's always like more important to do that. And also if it's an opportunity to educate, because I'm also still learning through this process, mm-hmm. like, I think it's beneficial as well. But I actually, actually, like, received some backlash um, a little bit. Well, not backlash, but a pushback, I would say. So, oh. again, yeah, a dancer that I had reached out to, and I understand where she's coming from completely with the timing, but she felt that, you know, she didn't want to be the token black girl on my podcast. I'm like, well, <laughs> I've definitely interviewed a few different Black Dens on my podcast way before pandemic, way before, you know, the Black Lives movement was really amplified and, like, would really say that, you know, I'm pretty sensitive to a lot of racial topics and Mm -hmm. and just, like, culture in general. So I thought that was, like, a really sad, like, missed opportunity. Oh, totally. But so, like, I really, really want to thank you for coming on. I really want (laughs) to emphasize I'm not trying to make you the token person, the token black person in my podcast. It's not the case. But again, like having this opportunity to speak with someone and also having an opportunity to educate me and also the audience on this, I think is the bigger responsibility here. So thank you again. Yeah. Bye. Well, thank you. And, <laughs> and look, I'm still learning. Everything has been
1: a little overwhelming. So I don't know like everything about everything that's going on, but I'm, I'm trying my best.
0: Yeah, and that's all you can really ask for during this time. Like, it's such a sensitive time. But if you can learn something from this and have a takeaway, I think that is super, super, super important. So, yeah. But, yeah, I guess we'll, like, tread lightly into this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Black Lives Matter. So, (laughs) and I I really, really want to, like... Yes, they absolutely do. So, talking about specifically here in Vancouver, there is a Black Lives Matter movement here in Vancouver which calls on the city to dismantle systems of violence and oppression so you were at the the anti-racism rally in the Black Lives Matter March that happened on Juneteenth so that was June Correct. 19th yeah so tell us about that like were you at the other protests and stuff too? Were you present there?
1: Yeah Um, I went to the other protests with my friends and then um the minute that I saw the Freedom March was happening, mm-hmm. I, I noticed they posted something saying that there was going to be artists and performances as well as speakers. So I honestly, I just went to their Instagram page and sent them an email and was like, hey, I'm a queer, afro-indigenous woman. Like, I w- wrote a song for the BLM movement. I want to perform it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. And then, yeah, they just invited me and I hopped on board and it was an awesome, awesome day. It was really, wow. honestly, like one of the most beautiful things. Well, kind of bittersweet things, I guess, was seeing the march come in to the, the stage area at Sunset Beach. Right. Because, yeah, it ended and everyone walked up so
0: Wow. It was just a huge crowd of people walking towards me. That is so incredible. Because that was like a yeah. So the the march started at Jackal Plaza, went yeah. down, and then ended at Sunset Beach. That must have been mm-hmm. so moving for you, too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was it was really cool. It was
1: yeah, it was bittersweet. I it was a very cool opportunity for me as an artist. Mm-hmm. But the subject matter is a little sad. I wish I wouldn't yeah. have to be writing songs and singing and speaking about this. But
0: right, and that—that's what you, you were kind of referring to in terms of like a bittersweet moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is such a heavy topic, but it's also really important that we talk about it, which is why you're here. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell us. So that's really, really cool that they like you just sent them in, like a message. You know, mm-hmm. accepted you. They invited you. That's super awesome like how did the performance go what was it about it was, like in terms of like the the lyrics obviously we know the subject matter
1: yeah so I started off as soon as I got on stage I grabbed the mic and I called out some people okay <laughs> a, few, a few friends that I noticed were staying silent Oh. Um, I'll, I'll go into the story a little bit, yeah, just please, to give please. you some background. Yeah, that'd be great. So, so um, pretty much, I've noticed quite a few people deciding to stay silent and not really talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. One of them was one of my good friends, who actually she saw the photo shoot that I most recently did with a black photographer. Okay, and she wanted to use these photos and print them up and put them up in her new apartment and use it as like artwork okay Hmm. um she's one of the people who is staying silent and just the way that i took that and interpreted that um was you can use my body as a conversation piece but can't have a conversation about my body
0: right right um and when she was
1: asked on why she wanted to stay silent she just said she wanted to keep her instagram positive and honestly this isn't mm. like this is a human rights movement it doesn't come down to like keeping your instagram positive it's, yeah it's a completely different spectrum and i just feel like that was
0: it's a, little a bit, shitty excuse <laughs> yeah it's really tone deaf you know like this yeah. is about humanity they're about Lives and living people. It's not something that you just put on your mantelpiece as a decorative exactly. piece. Like I would have taken offense to that too.
1: Yeah. So I pretty much just called her out, and then I introduced myself, <laughs> and then I went into my song. There was a little bit of um, technical difficulties. Mm. It probably felt like it lasted longer than it actually did because oh no. I was so I was so just like in the clouds, (laughs) but yeah, I sang my song, and yeah, I just remember I was so nervous because I've never sang in front of that many people, oh my gosh, (laughs) and I looked up, and my view was just like a whole bunch of beautiful people in the crowd, and then Sunset Beach, and like palm trees, and the ocean, and that's amazing.
0: it was just great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like such a surreal experience. Like, out of body, just, like, doesn't even sound real.
1: <laughs> yeah. It it didn't feel, feel real.
0: Oh my gosh. And that's a lot of people. There's thousands and thousands of people that came out to that march, too. Mm-hmm. It takes a, a good amount of bravery to do that as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. They even had, like, um, this huge screen.
0: So, like, it was just... It was very cool. <laughs> can you tell us more about your song, um, obviously the inspiration behind it, if you want to go into the lyrics, or if you, if you even want to sing part of it, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Um, I kind of
1: have a
0: morning voice right now, so I won't sing it. That's okay. But I can quickly read the lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go into it.
1: Cool. So the song is called "I Can't Breathe," mm-hmm. um, obviously relating to George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I pretty much wrote it about my experience with this person who wanted to use my art but couldn't have the conversation. So right, right. Yeah. So it starts off saying, "I don't know what to say." Your silence demonstrates your incompliant state. I wish that you could say something to show you're brave. No way to feel the same as me. Um, You turn the lights off and suddenly you hear me. My voice is so loud, but you don't hear me when I say I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Don't you see me suffocating? I scream because you've betrayed. Can't talk, but can display. My body is not made for this. I watch you switch it off just like that because you can't take it much longer. You see us in color. Wow. Don't you see me? I'm suffocating. And then, yeah, it just goes into the chorus again.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's incredibly powerful. And those are this beautiful, beautiful song. Thanks. I actually, I put it on my SoundCloud. So okay, if anyone wants to hear it, they can go
1: actually listen to the song and not just me reading
0: it. Out. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely uh, plug in the link um the show notes as well. Cool. So it'll be in the link down below, guys. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. It's um it's very heavy to sing. Yeah, I bet.
1: Yeah, even just looking back on the lyrics, I haven't looked at them since I sang that.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it was really difficult even for you to like write that. Like what was your process? Obviously we know the story behind it, but can you go into the songwriting process too? What those words meant um, to
1: you? I, for this song in particular, I was, I was asked to write a song for the BLM movement for Surrey Pride.
0: Oh, okay. Crazy.
1: Yeah. So I, I wrote it in like 10 minutes day of. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, it was stressful. Um, <laughs> I, found, I found a beat that I really liked. And mm. in this beat, um, there's two points in the song. The first point. The music kind of dims down and you just hear kind of like a bunch of kids playing in a playground. Okay. Wow. And then the second part near the end of the song, the music dies down and it's police sirens. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that the beat really, really uh,
0: inspired me. <laughs> okay. I think I found then, SoundCloud, by the way. I'm going to play this later. <laughs> I'm going to try to cool. find it. Yeah, I'm trying to like search you on like SoundCloud right
1: now. <laughs>
0: <Sure>. <laughs> but yeah, um, for me with
1: writing, I've always just been like, I can get out songs in 10, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, as soon as I start writing, it just, I, it's kind of like I puke it out of me. It just, oh my gosh. It just comes so quickly. <laughs>
0: right wow yeah that's amazing hmm. hang on where is, what is your soundcloud name
1: i think it's just ebony fisher
0: found you okay <laughs> this is so cool Do you mind, yeah it's called i can't breathe do you mind if i play it right now like a little clip of it of course okay let's go into it hopefully this works
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't know what to Say a silence down stray it's your incompliant Stay I wish that you could say something to show your grave but no way to feel the same.
0: Oh wow, this is so cool. I hear what you say. Yeah. Wow. (laughs)
1: My voice is so loud.
0: But you don't
1: hear me
0: when I say that I can't breathe. This is beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to listen to this later. This is incredible. Oh, my God. Thanks. Your voice is so gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. You're so talented. Thank you. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I'm feeling so, like, wow, flushed about that, too. And (laughs) I could really hear the struggle in your voice, you know, Mm -hmm. singing those lyrics. So, wow. So, you guys will have to check that song out. It's called I Can't Breathe by Gypsy Fisher. I'm going to put it down in the show notes for sure. Gorgeous, thank you. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> wow, I feel, I'm feeling like overwhelmed. Just like I feel like I need like a minute to digest that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you can take a minute. That's
1: fine. <laughs> That's
0: so incredible. I oh even gosh. I was holding my
1: breath when you were listening to it.
0: It's just so beautiful. I was like, oh my god, I want to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> thank you. Crazy. So, it's really nice that you you wrote that. Obviously, for for two things, too. So it's. <laughs> So, like, a couple intersecting uh, layers here. So, one being Afro-Indigenous and also two being queer. So, mm-hmm. how is that, your sexual identity, how's that been in Vancouver? And also, um, like, doubling up with the, your racial identity.
1: Yeah, honestly, I've, I'm pretty lucky. I found my tribe pretty early on in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always felt very I, I recently came out as a lesbian. Before then I was identifying as bisexual. Okay. But yeah, everyone's always been very loving and accepting of me and
0: That's awesome.
1: And all my friends are just the gayest and
0: it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And like Yeah it's my kind of mm-hmm. sorry. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, my like,
1: for the past few years, um, since I moved out, pretty much my my area that I hang out is Davy Street. Yes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty known. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's such a great neighborhood. Right. I actually used to live on Davy and Jervis. Oh, nice. Yeah, a few years ago. Now I'm in the West End um, slash East Van as well. So, But it's a great community Mm out there. It's so good. You can literally, even on like a Wednesday
1: night, if you're just feeling low, you can walk up the street and have a great night.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's no shortage of fun on Davie Street at all. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely live really, really lucky to be in Vancouver too, where it's just super accepted here. Yeah, totally. I
1: there's some Honestly, um I when I'm with my ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. we would notice going anywhere other than Davy if we were to be holding hands or be affectionate towards each other, we definitely get some looks and some
0: comments. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: Even like yeah, to this day. The other day we were walking home actually. And um, I guess we were at Crab Park.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I love hanging out there.
1: <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it's so chill. And <laughs> we we might have been, like, making out or something. I don't know. Um, but as we were walking home, there was this group of, like, guys that started mocking us. um what like making a bunch of kissy faces, being like, "Yeah, you guys were making out in the park," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So what? So, what? Yeah, my girlfriend. <laughs> like,
0: oh my god! Yeah, it's
1: just unnecessary. That kind of ticks me off a little bit, but
0: whatever. It just really boggles my mind that that kind of shit still happens in Vancouver. Yeah, or just anywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter about Vancouver, but like still, like that kind of behavior is still rampant. Yeah, I I just
1: don't know, like what that person gets out of that because, right. like obviously, I know I was making out with a girl. I was doing it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was participating so like, in
1: that. So yeah, like I'm proud of it. That's why I was doing it. So you mocking me really isn't going anywhere. You're just making yourself look like a
0: fool. Yeah, totally, 100%. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's just so unfortunate that kind of behavior is still happening and also still kind of tolerated, too. And, like, why would why yeah. that bother you? you know? I, I honestly... I don't know. I feel like
1: in terms of, like, lesbians,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe... In Vancouver, at least, maybe you don't see as many um, femme couples out on the street together. Mm. Um, And yeah, like, I feel like it's more normalized now to see two gay men together than two women. So
0: maybe that. That's really an interesting observation that you you made there. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like... I definitely – that's just,
1: like, from personal experience. Even on Davy Street, I see more, like, gay
0: men than
1: women at all.
0: Yeah. That's a really interesting statement. Yeah, I have to almost kind of agree with that. And that's a really fascinating hierarchy within Mm -hmm. within the queer community. You know what I mean? It's almost, like, as if, like, two gay men, that is socially acceptable – but anything that is out of that box is not. Yeah, it's it's not fair. <laughs> no, it's definitely not fair. And like just stuff like this seems super elementary to me. Like that, it's just why can't just two people just love each other and n- no one else is in that relationship? Why does it have to bother other people? Like, yeah, it's super I don't backwards. even. Super I know crazy to it's me. weird.
1: And then also when like. I just feel like there's a lot of, like, sexualization of um, lesbian couples as well. Yes. Yes. Which, like, I don't look at your relationship and sexualize it. Why are you –
0: it's just weird. It's just gross. (laughs) It's really gross in terms of, like – it's almost like a double standard, you know, like, and it's really, really old school. It's like, oh, two gay men, gross, and then you see two – A gay woman, and you're like, "Oh, that's hot." Yeah. Like, why? Why is that even a conversation?
1: Yeah, it's it's backwards.
0: It's disturbing. (laughs) I really, I really hope you don't have to go through this. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it does happen, and that's.
1: Yeah, honestly, like these experiences just make you, a little naive that the world still is.
0: Yeah. This way.
1: Yeah. Then I need to proceed
0: with... Like, proceed with, with caution and, like... Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, with power and with caution. Right. I want to, like... I don't want to be scared and hold any part of me back, but mm-hmm. also I have to be safe, especially because I am, like, Afro-Indigenous, too. I'm, I just got to be safe.
0: No, totally. Like, it's, there's so many intersecting layers there yeah which make you more unfortunately makes you more of a target for you know or like for people to police your behavior Mm -hmm. police your body like it's being a person of color and also identifying sexually as you know not heteronormative Mm -hmm. unfortunately can still be dangerous in the city and of course like you definitely want to take your safety very seriously so Mm -hmm. I'm so glad we brought that into conversation today as well yeah me too yeah there's so many other things I wanted to talk about (laughs) oh my god (laughs) again it's such a big topic I'm like should I have another bonus episode on this (laughs) like because I also want to talk about like you know spike the spike in racism not just because of COVID but also like just just everything and I feel like with the whole House of Commons thing with Jagmeet Singh and that him being him being silenced, and just like people outside that I have seen, like you know, Karens like calling out and silencing people of color. Like yeah. I was just at Sunset Beach. What was it last week? And I saw a Karen. There was a Venezuelan busker who was performing, like singing all this beautiful these beautiful songs in Spanish. Mm -hmm. and then this white woman came up and was like I've lived here for 26 years and you're not allowed to do this and blah 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 and we're like where did you come from and who asked for your opinion
1: yeah like chill out let us listen to some music
0: yeah we know we need more art in the city so like go home
1: (laughs) totally Vancouver needs all the art it can get
0: yeah definitely because I don't know it's The whole, like, tough-on-crime approach and stuff that the conservative government put in, it obviously, like, isn't working. And especially Mm -hmm. for people of color, but, like, specifically for people that identify and are of, like, the indigenous and black community. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you keep hearing all these stories lately in the news. There's a lot of um, indigenous people getting just abused by police being yeah. killed by police like yeah it's it's scary it's very scary do you have anything you want to share yeah. on that on that front or your opinion no, no. like this is it's a really heavy topic <laughs> yeah it's honestly like i don't know the world is very scary right now mm-hmm. i was at
1: I was just at Air Dude the other night Yum. getting some food. I love that place. And <laughs> me too. <laughs> and these two police officers walked in and, like, I mean, I don't know if they're just, like, weren't thinking about it. But then again, like, you should be thinking about this. But Okay. Anyways, one of the police officers just started striking up conversation with me okay. to the point where it was, like, it was a little like, like, I just wanted to be left alone. Like, Mm. I'm a young black girl. The world is crazy right now. I don't want to be talking to a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) She just kept like asking me really weird questions. Like if I liked pineapple on my donor and what I said, no. And he's like, oh, well you got to try it. And I was like, maybe next time. And he's like, no, really try it now. No, I was like, no, I
0: don't want pineapple. <laughs> that sounds disgusting.
1: <laughs> and I just feel like I, like, maybe he's just super friendly, but the state of the world right now is just not the time and place, dude.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit, like, insensitive. Like, have you been living yeah. under a rock lately? or <laughs> Yeah. That sounds, like, like super odd. <laughs> Yeah. It's
1: and I shouldn't I don't know. I just everything's just so overwhelming and
0: mhm really yeah. upsetting. Very very upsetting. Like I just want things I want just I just want change to happen. Yeah, That's me all too. I want. And it seems like a lot of people want that as well and like why is it taking so long and why how many more people have to die or suffer? Yeah. You know, like it's again, very, very heavy. <laughs> and I feel like we're not asking a lot for a lot, you know. Yeah. But. Not at all.
1: <laughs> not at all. But um,
0: if there's any American listeners to this there podcast, are. please
1: register to
0: vote. Yes. Yes, please make change happen. It's in your hands. It's also yeah. your civic duty. <laughs> yeah, literally. And there's not many people talking about this right now because there is so
1: much going on and I think mm-hmm. it is kind of distracting people a little bit from yes. the fact that there are elections at Happening. the end of this year. Yes. Wonderful. And that is like the like the most secure way of guaranteeing change. Yes. Yes. Is by voting. Yes. <laughs>
0: Cannot stress that enough. And yes, there are um, about twenty-seven percent of this podcast. I think is American. Oh, perfect. American. So yes, <laughs> this message is all for all our American friends out there. Yeah, perfect. Please vote. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, with that, like, why don't we go into some Q and A? There's just a couple questions here. Cool. Um, what is one thing you will never do again? So deep.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow yeah, I know <laughs> One thing I'll never do again
0: um, hmm. That's a hard question Yeah <laughs> And I guess it could be in any kind of context Because they, they didn't say anything else in the question So it's really up to you <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess One thing I'll never do again
1: um, Oh Drugs <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> what kind yeah, of drugs are, anyone in particular?
1: Like, yeah, cocaine. I won't do that ever again. <laughs> and cocaine is so rampant in Vancouver too. <laughs> it, totally, especially on baby Street. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have any like particular reason why or is it just? Yeah, I just I really lost myself to partying for a couple years there. Okay.
1: And I actually – it was my seven-month sober anniversary yesterday.
0: What? Congratulations. Yeah. That's an incredible achievement. Thanks. Huge milestone. Yeah.
1: It's honestly just like it drains your wallet. It drains your energy. It makes you make decisions in life that just – they're illogical. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah, it just becomes – I don't
0: know. I'm very like consuming. Yeah. Very consuming. I don't
1: need or want that in my life at all anymore.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I, as a person that has only done edibles, (laughs) I mean, those can hit pretty hard. Oh, oh yeah. I have stories. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, I, I won't go into it now, but yeah, like, (laughs) <laughs> I try to be pretty drug free for most of my life and that's my decision I just feel like I like to be in control yeah of what's happening and sometimes it it's really it can be really really hard to handle when you're high mm-hmm. and or if you're like around people that you're not comfortable with like it's it's not a fun it's not a fun high anymore so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um,
1: and honestly, like it stops becoming fun when it's something that you do every day,
0: right? It gets old quickly, yeah. Yeah, so another question here Do you ever have singing gigs in the city? And where can we find them? Um, <laughs> I guess not right now, not um, right now, <laughs> just because everything is
1: closed, yes. <laughs> But when things open back up I'll be performing on Davy quite a bit. Oh, really? Yay. Yeah. That's um, awesome. I'll I'll just do like drop ins at the drag shows. I also started doing drag over the pandemic. Um, <gasps> did you? <What>? Yeah. <laughs> fun. Yeah. All my friends all my friends are um very successful drag performers. So
0: cool. I'm excited to finally join them. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Ask yeah, like, well I know this is such a tangent, but like how did you get started into drag?
1: So all my friends, pretty much for the most part, are all performers. Cool. Drag for the past few years has made me very very just happy it's Mm -hmm. going to the shows and seeing my friends expressing themselves and just having a good time is really inspiring
0: yeah totally
1: i was supposed to premiere and i was gonna sing live (gasps) at my my friend continental breakfast and pm they have a show called late night snack
0: cool okay and i was supposed to do my drag premiere there
1: but uh About, like, two hours before the show started, they announced they had to close it because (gasps) of
0: COVID. No! Oh, my (laughs) God.
1: Damn it. (laughs) So I just became a bedroom uh, drag queen and just did makeup looks in my bedroom. Very cool. Yeah.
0: And do you do male drag then? No. Or female? I, I do, I guess, female, I guess you could call it. I kind of... The
1: way that I describe... My drag is just, like, arts and crafts on my face.
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's really, it's, it's really It's very gross. weird. <laughs> <laughs> but also very explorative. Yeah. And transformative, totally. too. I, yeah.
1: I did this um, one look where I did, like, half of my face as a sun. I really liked that one. Oh, that's awesome. And then i've I've done like a lightning strike down my
0: face. I've come up with some cool ones. I need to see this. Do you have like a drag Instagram or anything like that? No, it's just on my on your my right regular there. Instagram right now. I'm gonna be creeping you later. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But I guess like on that note, where can we find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm
1: at Gypsy Ebony. So G Y P S Y E b-o-n-i perfect and then i also have a soundcloud which is just soundcloud.com slash ebony fisher yes ebony with an i awesome great and yeah oh and then also if you want some sexy sexy content go to <laughs> xfxr.com and that's my only
0: fans so oh, okay wait can you say that again xfxr wait what x f x s x r okay i'm gonna okay so like a discord handle okay cool <laughs> I was like i'm yeah. gonna have to like re- listen to this again dot com <laughs> okay awesome yes. i'll be plugging all of these links um in the show notes below so make sure you check ebony out and i just want to thank you so much for sharing your story and yeah, thanks for having me yeah and sharing your beautiful music it was so inspiring and beautiful and I'm gonna have to listen to that right after this yeah thank you so much yeah thank you again for coming on to the show like it was such a pleasure And don't forget, guys, there, I think, I think there's going to be an episode next week, every Sunday, again, and don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, share, follow, all the things. It's Stripped by Sia on Instagram, as well as my personal, which is Sia Steph, and we'll catch you guys in again soon. Thanks again. Bye. by Sia, produced and hosted by Steph Sia aka Kimchi. music by Ted D, photography by Ian Daburn and graphics by Maria